On the night of June 14, 1861, I had no sooner fallen asleep than I was startled by a heavy blow on the bed, as if someone had struck it with a board. I jumped up and immediately thought that it was lightning. I looked around, but found nothing unusual. Convinced that I had most likely been dreaming, I again tried to sleep. Hardly had I begun to doze when a second blow startled me again. This time I got out of bed and searched everywhere, under the bed, under the desk and in the corners of the room, but I found nothing amiss. Commending myself to God's safekeeping, I blessed myself with holy water and slipped into bed. It was then that my mind began to wander, and I saw what I am going to tell you. I seemed to be in our church pulpit, about to start a sermon. All the boys were seated in their usual places, looking up and waiting, but I had no idea what to preach about. My mind was a complete blank. For a while I stood there dumbfounded and dismayed. Then suddenly the walls and the boys disappeared, and the church turned into an immense valley. I was beside myself and could not believe my eyes. What is this? I questioned. A moment ago I was in the pulpit in church and now I am in a valley. Am I dreaming? What's happening to me? I decided to get going hoping to meet someone and find out where I was. After a while, I came to a stately palace. Its many balconies and broad terraces beautifully harmonized with the building and the landscape. In front of the palace there was a large plaza. In a corner, at the right, many boys were crowding around a lady who was handing out handkerchiefs, one to each boy. On taking theirs, the boys walked up to the terrace and ranged themselves along the parapet. Drawing close to the lady, I heard the lady say to each lad as she gave him a handkerchief. Do not unfold it when it is windy, but if you are surprised by wind, turn it once to the right, never to the left. I kept looking at those boys but then and there I did not recognize any of them. When all the handkerchiefs had been distributed, the boys were all lined up on the terrace in complete silence. As I watched, one boy took out his handkerchief and unfolded it. Others followed his example, and soon all had them out. The handkerchiefs were very large and exquisitely embroidered in gold. On each, Lengthwise, there was written in gold, Queen of Virtues. Suddenly, a soft breeze came out of the north, that is, from the left. Gradually it grew stronger, then it became a wind. Some of the boys immediately folded their handkerchiefs and hid them, while others turned quickly to the right. Others instead, left them exposed and flapping in the wind. Meanwhile, the disturbance gained force, while ominous clouds gathered overhead and darkened the sky. 
Lightning flashed and thunderous frightening rumbles rolled across the heavens, followed by hail, rain and snow. Unbelievably, many boys still kept their handkerchiefs flapping in the storm. The hail, rain and snow battered them mercilessly. In no time they were riddled with holes, torn beyond recognition. I was stunned, not knowing what to make of it. However, I was in for a still greater shock. As I got closer to the boys for a better look, I recognized every one of them. They were my own oratory boys. I hurried up to one of them and asked, what in the world are you doing here? Aren't you so-and-so? Yes, I am. And then, pointing to several others, he added. So-and-so, and so-and-so, are here too. I then went over to the lady who had distributed the handkerchiefs. Several men were around her. What does all this mean? I asked them. The lady herself, hearing my question, turned to me. Did you not see the inscription on those handkerchiefs? Yes, my lady. It was written, Queen of Virtues. Do you understand now? Yes, I do. All those boys exposed their purity to the wind of temptation. Some, on realizing the danger, immediately fled. Those are the boys who folded and hid the handkerchiefs. Others, taken by surprise and unable to fold their handkerchiefs, turned to the right. These are the boys who promptly have recourse to prayer when in danger and turn their backs upon the enemy. Others, instead, kept their handkerchiefs open to the full blast of temptation and fell into sin. Saddened by this sight and the realization that so very few of my boys had kept themselves pure, I nearly burst into tears. When I was able to control myself again, I asked, why did even raindrops and snowflakes riddle the handkerchiefs? Aren't they symbols of venial sin? One of the men replied, Don't you know that where purity is concerned, there is no matter that is not considered to be grave? Nevertheless, don't be downhearted, come and see. He moved to the balcony and, signaling to the boys with his hand, shouted, right about face. Nearly all obeyed, but a few did not budge. Their handkerchiefs were torn to shreds. I noticed too that the handkerchiefs of those who had turned to the right had shrunk and were covered with patches. They had no holes, but were pitifully shapeless. The lady explained. These boys, had the misfortune of losing their purity, but they regained God's grace through confession. Those few who did not stir are those who persist in sin, and perhaps will go to hell. Tell no one in particular about this, but give only a general warning. Prayer 
Dear Lord Jesus, help me to face my daily temptations against the virtue of purity. Mary, my mother, guard me from sin, and help me to live in a state of grace. Amen.